0: somebody and say it's good to see you tonight, amen, be a little convincing when you do that too, amen, allow you to be seated for a moment here as we get into the word of the Lord, thank God for the good move of the Holy Ghost tonight in this house yeah, she do it. um, and uh, it's great to have all of you here we have a good church with faithful people in this church and I really appreciate all of you very very much amen and uh, makes it my job easy because you're such fine folks and I thank the Lord for you. Amen. Thank God I don't have a bunch of rebels. Amen. Just have a bunch of fine folks. Amen. And that's, that's good. Amen. I appreciate that. Well, we're blessed again tonight to also have the Greens with us. And I'm so glad they're with us again in service. Amen. It's good to have them here. They have two homes. They have one here and they have one in Austin. Amen. But they're in neither one of them very much. Amen. So they're here and there and everywhere. And Brother Green, it's great to have you here with us again tonight. And he will be preaching next Sunday night. So next Sunday evening, Brother Green will be preaching. He did an outstanding job uh, last Sunday. Um, What a message about the cup. Just excellent, excellent message about the cup. And then. My daughter, Danielle is working on their handmaidens conference for this coming week. And I know many of the girls across the district are looking forward to coming to the handmaidens conference. And I appreciate what they are doing. Amen. Well, I'm letting Danelle get out of it a lot of times. But, Danelle, I want you to stand and testify. Amen. i have let you get out of it a lot. so. Amen, it's good to have you with us, amen. I'm going to give Brother Green a night off tonight, letting him sit down there with his wife and Because he doesn't get to do that much in service, so I'm just giving him a night off tonight so he can rest. Because he'll have to work next Sunday night. Amen. I'm going to do something a little different tonight. I'm going to read some information before I begin to preach. Um, As you look around, you will see it's just us folks here tonight. And which is probably good for what I'm going to preach tonight because I really want to preach to us, the church, tonight. And before I start, back on the where the prayer receptionist normally is, there is a piece of paper there for those that have completed the bread program. If you've completed the bread program for 2014, not bed program, but bread program, please go and sign that up so we, we can honor you on watch night service there. And then Wednesday evening service, again, our, our watch night service is going to be an early watch night service. We're going to start at regular time. Amen. So we will be starting at regular time on the evening service there. And I hope you're praying about that service that Lord give us direction for the year 2015. Amen. And I will give you what I feel like the Lord has for us for the year 2000. I believe the Lord has definite directions for the palace of praise. I don't think we need to be wandering around aimlessly and just shooting at any old thing that pops up. I believe we need to be focused for 2015. I believe we need to have goals for us as a church and as each one of us as individuals in our life. We constantly need to be maturing and improving constantly. And if you're not improving and maturing, then something is wrong. Something is wrong. That's in the physical, and it is in the spiritual. So everyone, I'm asking all of our leadership, all of our leadership, you need to be here Wednesday evening in our service. I want all of our leadership here Wednesday evening in our service. High priority. I want you here Wednesday evening in our service as we wrap up 2014 and we set the tone for 2015. I would like to read you some information here. The maturity stock of a corn, one stock of corn, requires a gallon of water per day to produce that little corn. One acre of cotton requires 800 gallons of water. One acre of cotton. Sixty percent of the weight of the body is comprised of water. And some of us retain more water than others. Amen. The amount of heat produced by a man during one day's activity would be enough to raise his body temperature as much, by as much as 300 degrees Fahrenheit if it was not for the water in his body. That would be a hot individual. A human requires two and a half, this is what we're supposed to be doing, two and a half quarts of water a day. How many of you drink two and a half quarts of water a day? And and you also go to the restroom 45 times in a day. You drink two and a half quarts. Each person requires about 50 gallons of water per day as far as bathing, throwing water at your brothers and sisters, whatever it may be. And in the U.S., we use about 110 billion gallons of water per day. 110 billion gallons of water every day. Do you you realize that on this earth, over 71% of the earth is covered with water? 71%? of the world is covered with water, and globally, 1.2 billion people live in areas with inadequate water supply, 1.2 billion, 1.6 billion live in areas where the wa- there is water, but it's not good to drink, water, has any of you ever been to a foreign country and you couldn't drink the water, you ever been there before, and they'll tell you, you don't drink that water. Oh, you better not drink that water. And people get so thirsty that they drink the water, and then it goes right through them. And it does a good flushing through you. So there is water, but they can't really drink it. Water use is increasing much faster than our population. Global water demands will increase by 40% in the next 10 years. Two-thirds of the cities in China suffer from water shortages Clean water is even more rare. (laughs) A shortage of water, this is a quote by Ban Kong Moon, a shortage of water resources could spell increased conflict in the future. Population growth will make the problem worse. So will climate change. As the global economy grows, so will its thirst. Many more conflicts lie just over the horizon. And what is it all about? water. There are seven states running out of water. Number seven on the list is Texas. Number seven on the list is Texas. Number six, Oklahoma. Number five, Arizona. Number four, Kansas. Number three, New Mexico. Number two, Nevada. And number one, everybody probably knows where that is, California. These are all states that are running out of water. What do some of you use water for? What do some of you use water for? Crops. What do some of you use water for too, personally? What? Drinking. Bathing. We should probably use more of that sometimes. Cooking. Washing. Iced tea. Yes, that's right. Coffee, yes. Now we're getting right down to where some of you live in, uh huh. Laundry, that's right. Brushing your teeth. It always helps if you use water. (laughs) Remember when some of the kids were younger, we'd say, Did you brush your teeth? Yeah. Go in there and, Well, those bristles are awful dry. So you must have dry brushed it today. That's what you did. What's some other things you use water for? washing your car that's right watering your lawn there's all kinds of uses of the water in the old west they used to have range wars and you know what it was all about water they'd have gun battles what for water rights (laughs) because they understood the importance of water See, their survival was based on water. Their success was based on water. It's so interesting that almost every major city you can think of is built where? By a waterway. Paris, it doesn't matter. Portland, right beside it. New York, all around the world. Moscow, it doesn't matter where you go. Most all of your major cities are born, were, were birthed right around a major waterway. Because they understand if the city was going to grow, they're going to have to have a support, and that support is going to have to be water. You can bring lots of things and do lots of things, but, buddy, if you don't have water, you are not going to make it. There's no way to make it without the water. You can't grow crops, you can't have cattle. You can't have kids. can't have anything. If you don't have water, you will cease to exist. Church, it is imperative that the church understand the value of what we possess. It is of paramount importance that the church value what we possess. And you know what we possess? Living water. Living water water stuff. Would anybody go with me, please, to Psalm 42 and 1? Mm, that's good. Water. Mm, thank you, Brother Anderson. He's our water provider. He always makes sure we have water up here on the platform. Thank God for our ushers and greeters and all these support staff around here. Good people we have around here. Hmm. 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 Psalm 42, Psalm 42, are you there? Verse 1, to the chief musician, Machiel, uh, for the sons of Korah. Now when it says for the sons of Korah, usually what that means is it's going to be used specifically in the house of God. That's usually when they use that term there. Now look what it says, it's a familiar portion of scripture, as the heart, H-A-R-T panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God. And now then, you think about when this was written. When this was written, they had a lots of false gods and false idols all around the children of Israel. They had Baal, Astaroth, they had a ton of them, all living right around, and I should say living, but stand all around them, people were living that were worshiping all these gods. So when he writes this, he said, My soul thirsteth for God, for Because we are the ones that serve the only living God. All the rest of those around there were just idols. When shall I come and appear before God? Verse 3, my tears have been my meat day and night while they continually say unto me, where is thy God. You know, the enemy loves to whisper to us as he did to Job and say, Hey, where is your God? Some of you have been going through situations in 2014, and some of you have been asking the question, Pastor, where's God? Why in not he intervene? I've been praying, praying, praying. I've been praying for these people that are sick. And God still hasn't healed them. Where is God? The enemy wants to sow things into our minds to make us doubt whether there is a God. If you look at a verse of scripture, and you don't have to turn there, but 1 Samuel 1, 6 and 8 says this, and Penina would taunt Hannah, and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Panida would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. When they went to the tabernacle, as they went to the tabernacle church, each time Hannah would be reduced to tears. This is the New Living Translation. Would be reduced to tears and would not eat. And why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanah would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children, you have me? Isn't that better than having ten sons? Isn't it interesting the enemy always likes to taunt us? Where is our God? Isn't it so interesting he puts all these things in context? But look now at verse number 4 of Psalm 42. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, For I have gone with a multitude, I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. Let me read it one more time. Look at what he's saying. When I remember these things, church, and it seems like I'm almost overwhelmed with all of this stuff, I pour out my soul in me, for I have gone with the multitude. I went with them to where? You say, why is that important? We're going to show you some other verses of Scripture. I went to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. Did anybody tonight feel the presence of God in this house? Did it not lift your spirit tonight? Come on, do I have a witness in the house? Coming into this house of God, when we come from out there, it's just like me taking this little thing right here and drinking some water. Because you've come into this house, it's been a great move of the presence of God because he already knew what I was going to preach tonight. And you coming into this place, and you, keeping things in their proper perspective and remembering what the enemy is saying is, where is your God? Or the things that he is taunting us with or even things that you are being thrown at you on Facebook and Twitter and by your family and by other sources in your life that are coming your way when you come into the house of God. I remember things, but when I come into the house of God, you know what I feel? I feel joy, and when I begin to praise, I feel strength. Just like what? If I took a nice big old cold drink of water. You need the house of prayer. You need this place, church. You really need the house of God. Why? We need the water of the Holy Ghost. If you are offended, you need the house of God. You may say, well, I'm upset at Pastor Sparks because he said this, or I'm upset at Brother So-and-so or Sister So-and-so or or, those little kids, man, they walked by me the other night, stepped on my toes. I'm not going back to church. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what's going to help you get your bitterness out? is to come into the house of prayer and begin to drink of the water and let it flush things out of your system. At the Palace of Praise... I encourage our kids to bring a water bottle to school and keep water at their desk. I encourage them to drink regularly, constantly drink water. Why? Does anybody know what water is? It's H. What's the O stand for? Oxygen. Do you know what makes your brain work better? Oxygen. Oxygen. And when they drink the water, it goes into your blood system and it what helps what? It helps to feed oxygen into your brain. And when there's oxygen in your brain, you think, you think when you get the water you need, whether it's in the house of God and a daily dose that you're taking into your body, I'm talking about spiritually it will feed oxygen into your brain and you will think better with that intake of water than you would think without your water. So I encourage the kids. You know what's also I tell the kids? It's a it's an article I've read several times now. I also encourage them to drink a lots of water wine. It's good for their acne. Read it for yourself, folks. Drinking a lots of water, what? Helps your complexion. It helps your outward hello, it helps your outward appearance. You look better when you drink more water. I know when I don't drink enough water, I, I have bags on my eyes, but my bags are bigger when I don't drink water. But when I drink water, it helps me. Hey, when we drink water, it helps our outward appearance. It helps you to look better. I'm not just talking about the physical. I'm talking about also in the places of holiness. It helps you when you drink water. You're going to look better. Now, some of you are saying, I drank way too much water. You can't drink enough water. You drank all you want. It's going to help you. Now, look at it. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? He's asking the question. And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Why? Church, get in this house and get full of the water and hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. Brother... brother, Anderson, could you help me out just a little bit here? Help me out here. I like water. Do you like water? You like water? My wife loves water. Man, she's always either drinking water or eating nice. That's probably the reason why she looks so good. Can you give me some hand some of those out there. That's why you look so good, isn't it? It's all that water. That's what it is. So some of the rest of you, you drink more water. You probably couldn't drink enough water like me that's good water hmm. don't open it you do the fire is going to come down out of heaven consume you as a burnt sacrifice hmm. it's good water is that good water for you too hmm Mmm, oh, that's good water. Mmm, now don't open it. Mmm, water. Water is important, folks. Water is important. Anybody got some water? Anybody get a bottle of water? Yeah, it's good stuff. Mmm. I like that water. Dehydration is a condition that occurs when the loss of body fluids, mostly water, exceeds the amount that is taken in. With dehydration, more water is moving out of our cells and bodies than what we are taking in through drinking. Some symptoms of dehydration, the signs and symptoms of dehydration range from minor to severe. Increased thirst, obviously, dry mouth and swollen tongue, weakness, dizziness, palpitations, or feels like your heart is jumping or pounding, confusion. Some of you are knowing now what the problem was. (laughs) Confusion. Sluggishness, fainting, fainting, inability to sweat. And why? All because of a lack of. Is that good? Can we look at one more verse of Scripture? I'm just going slow. Is that all right? Because I got to drink my water. Psalm 63. I got to get another bottle of water. I almost drunk that one up. Sorry, guys. I got a nice big supply back here. Psalm 63 and verse number one. Water and the importance of water. I'm glad it's our church tonight I'm preaching to. Psalm 63 and verse 1. Psalm 63 and verse 1, a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Verse 2, I'm going to read it again. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up My hands in thy name. David understood that there wasn't enough source of water. There was not another source of water. He was in a place where there was no water. Church, there is no water for your spiritual man in this world. There is no place you can go in this world to get water for your spiritual man. There is nothing in this world That will satisfy your thirst. The lack of water causes an increase in the value of water. Do you hear me? The lack of water increases the value of the water. In this day and hour where we live today, there's not a lots of churches that are preaching truth. There's not a lots of sources of living water in this world today. That means that increases the value of this church. Greater than anything else we could do is because there's not a lot of people preaching truth. You cannot find the message that we preach in every pulpit in this area. There's not a lot of churches like the Palace of Praise that is preaching the death, the burial, and the resurrection. There's not a lot of churches that are saying, hey, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you need to speak in tongues. Come on. You need to speak in tongues if you're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's how you know you receive the living water. But church, there's not a lot of the churches around here that are talking about you having to speak in tongues. The Mormon churches... They're not going to come to your door and knock on your door and tell you you need to speak in tongues to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Jehovah Witnesses are not going to knock on our door and tell you, hey, you need to speak in tongues if you're going to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's just not a lot of places that are putting value on being able to speak in tongues to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But here at the Palace of Praise, we have a message and the message is you want the living water? You need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus for the remission of sin. And you've got to speak with tongues to get the living water. Church, this is where they're going to get the water is here at the Palace of Praise. That's the reason why this church is valuable to God. We at times believe that, hey, we're just one little bitty church and we're not really important, we're insignificant. Church, just look around us. Who else is preaching this message? Hey, if there was no water, honey, and we had a bunch of water here at this palace of praise and no one else could find any water, they'd be knocking down the doors to get in here and get the water. So should it be in the spiritual realm. We have the water. We have what they need. It's here at the palace of praise. It's at the palace of praise. How many of you have experienced living water by speaking in tongues? How many of you have had the Holy Ghost and you felt it in the service tonight? You need to thank the Lord for the living water. You need to understand that the only way this church is going to be set on fire toward revival is to understand and appreciate what we have. Honey, we have what they need. And they can't, there is no substitute for water. Every individual, if they are going to have their life sustained, is going to have to have water. There is no substitute for water. And church, there is no substitute for the Holy Ghost. There's nothing that we can say can take the place of the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? Our families cannot go to heaven unless they have the Holy Ghost. There is no substitute. Without the Holy Ghost, they're not going to heaven. If that's true and we really believe it, then my Lord and my God, it needs to set us on fire on the inside to say, hey, i got to share this water with everybody. How much are we praying for those that are backslidden from this church? How much are we set on fire with a desire to see them restored in the Holy Ghost? You knew that tomorrow, water, you would not going to be able to find it. Tonight, you know what you do? We've heard it over and over again. Tornadoes coming, or there's a major storm coming. And what do they do? They rush to the wall, to the stores, and what do they get? Water. Because they understand, you know what? We can go a while without some food. But eventually, buddy, you're going to need some water or you're going to stop functioning. Stop functioning completely. Without the water, your major organs are not going to function. You need water. You need water. This church needs the water. This church needs the Holy Ghost. Our children need the Holy Ghost. Our singles and our hyphens need the Holy Ghost. Our moms and dads need the Holy Ghost. Our elders in this church need the Holy Ghost. Not back in the past. We need it today. We need a renewing of the water of God in our soul, church. Hallelujah. I want us to look at a very familiar portion of Scripture tonight. I'm not going to preach much longer. Ezekiel 47 and verse number 1. It's a story that many of you guys have read before. I'm going slow tonight for a reason. I want it to soak in. (laughs) Gnarly, no one got that. I'm going slow so it will soak in. Our altars at our prayer time reflects how much water we got. Anybody who's ever played sports, you'll know this one thing. If you don't hydrate well, you won't be playing well. And before long, you'll be sitting down with cramps. And you can't function without that water. And some of the greatest basketball and football stars have had to leave the court and go out into the back room and have them hook them up in water bags and stuff and hydrate their bodies. And they're in excellent physical condition. But even in their perfect physical condition, their body said, I've got to have water. Hear me church, you may say, you know what, I do this, I pray, I read my Bible, I'm faithful to the house of God and I'm all these things, great, but you need water, you need the Holy Ghost to help you because you're not going to make it without the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, you won't make it without the Holy Ghost, can I just say something here? We need to make sure that our kids understand the value of the Holy Ghost. And the reason how they're going to know it is how do we value the Holy Ghost. What are we all about here? This is a soul-saving station. This is a supply of water to every soul. We haven't seen very many people in quite a while drinking in the waters down here not an indictment and I'm not doing that against anybody. Don't don't take that at all. What I'm trying to say to us is do we want to see people in these altars drinking of the water of the Holy Ghost? Do we church? I'm glad it's just us. And I'm again I'm not indicting anybody. Don't don't think that at all. I'm trying to just Give us some food for thought. Ezekiel 47. Now this is a very familiar portion of scripture. Afterward he brought me again, verse 1, again unto the house, door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. From the front forefront of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house and the south side of the altar. Wow. Really? Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubics. I could preach a sermon on every one of these verses. They're so powerful, but I, it's, I don't have time tonight. He measured a thousand cubics, And he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to my ankles. Everybody say ankles. Again, he measured a thousand, and brought me through the waters. He brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the... Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through. The waters were to the... How many people have bottled water in here right now? How many people have a bottled water in here right now? How many of you? Stand up. You got a bottle of water. Hmm. So let's see. It don't look like everybody's got a bottle of water. Hmm. So. One, two, three, four. Five, 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 six, ten, 11, 12, 13, 14. Hmm. So not everybody's here has got a bottle of water. You don't have a bottle of water. You don't have a bottle of water. No, it's not fair, is it? You guys don't have a bottle of water. You guys got left out. You didn't get a bottle of water either. How does that make you feel that we left you out? (laughs) Sister Burton said, it makes me thirsty. But you got a bottled water, and you got a bottled water, and you got a bottled water. But it isn't fair because everybody should have a bottled water. Shouldn't everybody have a bottled water? 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 Now, think. How does it make you feel to sit here when they've got something you don't have? Makes you thirsty. See, they have something you don't have. Think about it. Every day, you go to your job and you have what they do not have. Why did you get your bottled water? It's because he chose and gave you your bottled water. He chose and gave you a bottle of water. What? <laughs> what makes the difference between you and them? He chose and gave them a bottle of water, but it, it just doesn't seem fair, because I should have my own bottled water. But you know what? We've got something every day we're walking through this world that this world does not have. And yet, how do we feel about it? How do we feel about it? You're you're saying, man, you're going really slow, Pastor, tonight. You bet your bottom dollar I am. You may be seated. See, I think everybody should have a bottle of water. Okay, ushers, help me. Help me. Damien, get up and help him. Help him. We're going to read on in this portion of Scripture. But the prophet's looking and he says, Man, when he takes me out, he takes me forward. And as I go forward and I progress and I move forward where he's leading me to, the next thing I know, the water is to my ankles. And then as I begin to then kind of digest that and begin to kind of understand that it's to my ankles, then all of a sudden he brings me through and brings me further where he wants me to be. And as I move forward to where he wants me to be, then he said, you know what I realize? Now it's all the way up to my knees. And then he says now, but he, see, here's the thing that's interesting. is see, the prophet and the man that he's talking about could have any one point said I'm satisfied look at this man it's all the way up to my knee i can't even begin to drink all this or bathe in all i can't use this river of water and all this water that's coming my way but see the one that hear me the one that was leading him said hey this is not where i want you to be yet it said he led him on through. So now then, I've been to my ankles, that was pretty good, but now it's to my knees. But then the, the one that's leading him says, but wait, there's more, move on forward. And as he moves him farther, as he moved through, the Bible says now it goes up to his. Loins are his waist. And now he's waist deep in this water. Now, as a prophet stands there and looks around, there's no way that I can use all of this water. But the one that is leading him says, Wait, this still isn't enough because I still have more for you that goes beyond the ankles, beyond the knees, beyond the waist. Now look at what he begins to do now as he moves forward. Everybody get a bottle of water. Don't open it and don't drink it. Everybody got a bottle of of water? Everybody in the house. Everybody, if you don't have one, rave your hand and we'll get you one. Everybody got a bottle of water. Now look what he says in Ezekiel 47 and verse 5. Afterwards he measured a thousand and it was a river. What? That I could not pass over for the waters were risen. The waters to what? Now, listen, now he can't even walk. Now, The water now carries his weight. When you're in water swimming, honey, your feet aren't touching the bottom. The water is literally carrying your weight. Hey, hear me. God wants us to get to a point where we are saturated with the water, come on, of the Holy Ghost. Where we're not walking in the flesh, but we're walking in the Spirit. Honey, we're on a new level now. Honey, we're not walking in the flesh, but honey, I'm in the water to the point. It is carrying my weight. We need living water, church. More than just a little dribble now and then. More than just a little shower. We need a flood of the water of the Holy Ghost working in this church. Somebody put your hands again and say yes. God, we need you, Jesus. We need the water slowing it up. Oh, listen to this. A river that could not be passed over so much water I can't even exhaust the supply of the I can't even reach to the other side because he has provided so much water for me now I'm swimming but honey I can never even get to the other end of the supply church I want this church to get so deep in the Holy Ghost that, honey, we get deeper and deeper and deeper in the Holy Ghost. And church, we can never get to the end of the anointing. We can never get to the end of the gifts of the Spirit working at the palace of Prayer. We can never get to the end of the miracles God wants to perform through the palace of Prayer. You're not getting it. Listen to me. The more you desire, the more you're going to find. The more you let Him lead you, the more you're going to find. The more that you say, God, I am thirsting like I have never thirsted before. And in this world, there is no water. I'm walking through a dry land. But on your job, in the middle of your dry land, you can feel the baptism of the Holy Ghost flooding over your mind and your heart, church. It can give you strength. Somebody needs to shout hallelujah. If we are going to Pardon the word, perform like we need to perform. For the kingdom of God, we're going to have to be well hydrated with living water. If you don't, you're going to cramp up. If you don't, you're going to be weak in faith. But if you have the water, you can be strong in the Holy Ghost. Because greater is my God, the living water in me, than He that's in the world. Yes, God. Hallelujah! I got to go on. I got to go on. Now read the rest of this. Look at this. And he said unto me, "Son of man, hast thou seen this?" Then he brought me and caused me return to the brink of the river. Because he's wanting to show me something. Now, when I had returned, behold, at the brink of the river were what? Very many trees on the one side and on the other side. Why? Does anybody know what Psalms chapter 1 and verse 3 says? And he shall be like a planted that in his season and this church cannot give birth and can't have revival until we move into the depths of the Holy Ghost like God wants us to move into we can't be like we've always been and be satisfied with what we've had because I've always had enough to keep me from Wednesday to Sunday and then from Sunday to Wednesday and then from Wednesday to Sunday and God's given me another enough of that living water to keep me. But there's a lost and dying world out there and church you know what they are going to need? They're going to need water that's flowing through us and from us to help sustain them. Honey, it's when they see you well hydrated in your Spirit, that they're going to say, Hey, where did you get that source of water? I want to come and find out about your God and about the living water church. The prophet said, I could not even, they couldn't even, Israel couldn't even bring birth. Why? They had no strength to bring forth birth. Do we have enough of the water of the Holy Ghost in us to burst souls in these altars? question, not an indictment, a question. If we as the church are simply living from Sunday to Wednesday and all we got is enough Holy Ghost to keep us, we are not going to have the strength we need to, to pray people through in our altars if we are not allowing the Holy Ghost to flow through us every day and hydrate us every day and strengthen us every day, church, even if we had visitors on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night, will the church be hydrated enough to bear there, for there to be burst in our altars? I want to ask you a question. What is the focus of our prayers? You evaluate yourself. What's the focus of your prayers? God, give me a raise on my job. God, I need a new car. God, I need health. I want you to heal my body. God, I need this and God, I need that. My Lord and my God, we've got to understand that the living water we have and the God in heaven is more interested in salvation than it is in our own materialism. And those things, this church has got to get to the point. God... I want the Holy Ghost not to make me feel good, but I want to be used as a soul winner to reach for soul. God gives us the Holy Ghost when he said this, and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Why? So we can make more money and get higher positions. No. Why? He wanted us to go forth and preach the gospel unto the whole world. Church, the reason why you have the Holy Ghost is for us to be soul winners at the palace of praise. Look at verse number 8 of Ezekiel 47 Then said he unto me These waters issue out toward the east country And go down into the desert David said there's no water here And I am thirsty And it goes into the sea Which being brought forth into the sea The water shall be healed Verse number 9 And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever, whithersoever, what the, or the, the water, what's going to happen then? What's the next two words? shall come what's going to be the effect shall live and there shall be what why because these waters shall shall come thither for they shall be healed, and everything shall live. Live how? Where the river cometh, or where the water is going to flow. Church, you know what's going to make this a more lively church? is when that water is flowing freely in this church. It's going to it's going to raise the decimals on these altars in our prayer time. I'm sorry, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just telling you it's going to make some of you so thankful that you're in this house of God and filling the Holy Ghost and you have that living water, honey, you're not going to be able to ta- contain yourself and put your head in that carpet and, and hide your head. You're going to want to lift your voice and start crying. Why? Because when that water comes in, it causes life to occur in this church. There is growth flowing through the abundance of water. Did you hear me? There is growth flowing through the abundance of water. There is life, church, in the water. The church can't produce enough programs to revive and sustain the world. But if the church will get to the saturation point, then we will see growth at the palace of praise. More than just an increase in attendance. But church, there's going to be maturity in this church. I thank God for the growth I've witnessed in this church church I'm watching some of you get closer to God but church when the water starts flowing our children are going to get closer to God because our adults are full of the water of the Holy Ghost We're going to see young people and children out of this group rise up to be ministers and to be used in the worship service. Why? Because some of us decide as the elders in the church, I'm going to let that living water, the water that has life, flow through me, not just for me, but I want her touch. I want her touch. I want her touch. I want her touch. I want every one of them touched. Church, we need the living water burning in us and flowing through us. My Lord and my God. How much do our co-workers want what we have? How much do our children want what we have? How much do our own, those people that are lost that are relatives? How much do they want what we have? tell you what there's some of you that is catching the vision I'm seeing you moving forward and moving to the next level and I thank God for you in this church I'm watching some of you in this church I'm watching you in, beginning to let the Holy Ghost lead you in this church and I thank God for you in this church you're not having to be prodded and pushed by the pastor I'm watching you because of your own hunger and desire You're starting to do things and getting things in line. I'm watching some of you that having some problems with your faithfulness to the house of God. I'm watching you now become more faithful to the house of God. I'm watching some of you that were having problems with your faithfulness and giving to the house of God. I'm watching giving, I'm watching you now become more faithful in your tithe and giving to the house of God. I'm watching you working on the house of God and being more involved in the house. You know what's going on? The Holy Ghost is working on people in this church and I thank God for what I'm seeing. Moving in the Holy Ghost in this church where God is moving us forward in the Holy Ghost. But somebody needs to get like David and say, I am walking through a dry land but man, am I thirsty. Man, I'm thirsty, yeah. I'm faithful to the house of God and I'm doing all those things but more, I want more than just being faithful to the house of God. I want more than just being faithful in my giving. I I want to be more than that thing. You know what I want to be? I want to be used in the spirit realm. I want to see the gifts of the spirit start being operated here in the palace of praise. We need to see it working right here. It's been too long since we had a tongues interpretation at the palace of praise. But God desires to speak to his church. My God desires to speak to this church. He wants to flow through us, church. everybody stand, get your bottle of water and come down here to the altar if you would. Does anybody know where that river came from that Ezekiel is seeing? Where is the river coming from? Where? What did David say? I went with them into the when, because I was thirsty, and there was no water, and I went with him into the house of God, and he says, from the house cometh this flow of water, it's from here, it's from here, it's that water, I want to read his verses real quick, Isaiah 12 and 3, with joy Will you draw water from the wells of salvation? Isaiah 35 and 6. Then will the lame leap with a, like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Isaiah 44 and 3. For I will pour water on the thirsty lands and streams on the dry ground. Isaiah 55 and 1. Come all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters. And you who have no money, come Buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Isaiah 58 and 11, the Lord will cause you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. Hear me, you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Ezekiel 47 and 9, swarms of living creatures will live wherever the rivers fall. Flow. there will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh so where the rivers flow everything will live on the day living water will flow out from Jerusalem half of it east to the Dead Sea and half of it to the west to the Mediterranean Sea in the winter and in the summer months John 4 and 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked Him and He would have given you living water. First chapter 4 and 14, But whosoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water wailing up to eternal life. What are all those? All of those verses are talking about my God. And what he's referring to is when there's going to come a revival. You know why he's referring to it? It's going to be like a river that starts flowing through there. And it's going to be a river that no one can stop. Did you hear me? A river that no one would stop. Isaiah talked about it. He said they tried to stop the river but they could not stop the river. I'm here to tell you I don't care what people say that there can't be a revival and people can't get the Holy Ghost at the Palace of Pray. When this church really gets in touch with God with a thirst honey there is no devil in hell there is no backslider there is no space sayer that can stop the rivers of water from flowing through this church you're saying well why if I have a bottle of water don't open it and don't drink it But this is what I want you to do with that bottle of water we have what they do not have. There's no labels on those bottles. There's nothing in it. It's just the water. I want this church, this is the last Sunday now going into the year 2015. I want you not to drink that water. Do not drink that water. But I want you to take that bottle of water and I want you to put it somewhere in your house. I don't care if it's by your front door, on your dresser or somewhere. And every day, I want you to go by and pick up that bottled water every single day before you go out of that house. And I want you to pick up the water and say, God, I want you to help me today to share this water with somebody today. God, today I want you to lead me to somebody who's really, really thirsting, God, because I want to share this water with them today. You're saying this is nothing more than water, but I want it to become a symbol for you that every single day before you walk out your door of your house, it becomes something that's programmed in our minds and in our hearts. I'm not just leaving my house to head off to the job, and I'm not just leaving my house to go off to Alberson. When I walk out of this house, I'm becoming an ambassador of Christ and I'm carrying the living water to somebody and God I'm really hungry and I'm really thirsty to see you lead me to somebody who needs this living water if we as a church start programming ourselves that every time we walk out the door of the house we're praying God lead us to somewhere someone you hear me there's no way in God's green earth that when we come to December of 2015, we don't have some people in this church that were not here tonight because of you, you, and you, and you, and you in this church. Lucas, you need your water. You need to be the one saying, hey. God, lead me to someone and in that neighborhood. Lucas, you're not too young. You can get a burden for soul. You can walk out and say, hey, you need to come to Sunday school. My Lord and my God, we're not too old and we're not too young. We need the living water flowing through this church. I want everybody to make a vow with me that will. every. your bottled water. If you need to hang it on a string by your front door that it hits you in the head before you can get out the door it's fine. If you need to hang it in your shower so every day when you take a shower you bump it with your head. I don't care where you put it. Because how important is souls to us? I look around here I can name several people associated with different ones of you. That definitely needs salvation every one of us have all kinds of them there and you may say oh I want this one saved. I want to save." you know what God wants us to do become a conduit of the living water and you may be reaching for them and you know what God does I'm gonna honor you then because you're reaching for the souls to give them living water and I'm gonna reach over here and grab this one that your dearest loved one and bring them into the church because you're being faithful to me. That's how God operates. I've been in places where I'm preaching at camps and stuff and I'm preaching and just praying for people and the minute while I'm over here praying for them next thing somebody comes up and says "Your, your kid just received the Holy Ghost over there. Why? Because I'm doing what God asked me to do and God's taking care of business over there too. I'm going to tell you what, if we'll be faithful to God how many of you in this house, I want every eye closed, every eye closed and if you don't have to and I don't, you better uh, don't lie in the house of God tonight and say you're going to if you're not going to. I want us as a church to get programmed 2015 for souls to start watching for souls In 2015, how many individuals in this house, every eye closed, would raise your bottle up above your head as a vow to the Lord that every day, God, I am going to, every day, I'm going to grab this bottle and I'm going to pray, God, that you lead me to hungry souls and help me. And now would you lift your other hand and I want this church to begin to pray right now. God, God. Lord Jesus, we need the living water, God, to flow through us, God. Lord Jesus, this church, oh God, is thirsting and hungering, God, for souls... Lord Jesus, I want you, oh God, to confirm your word. Lord, for you are able, oh God, to lead us, Lord, to the hungry hearts, God. When we, Lord Jesus, begin to focus, Lord, on what you have called us to do, God, when our eyes, Lord, are set, oh God, on sharing, Lord, this living water, then, Lord, you will flow through us, God, and you will use us, Lord, for your glory and for your honor. God, I ask you, Lord, to put an anointing upon our children, upon every one of the souls in this house, upon our singles, oh God, moms and dads and elders. Let there be an anointing, Lord, I pray. Let there be a burden, I pray, God, for our backsliders, Lord Jesus, and what's new about you. Souls, oh God, who needed the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God, we need, oh Lord, moms and dads to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Lord. We need, oh God, our children, Lord, to be filled, oh God, with the Holy Ghost, Lord, the living water. God, lead us, Lord, to hungry souls, and help us, oh God, to have eyes that are open, Lord. Sensitivity, oh God, to the Holy Ghost, Lord, every day, God, I pray. Put a burden, Lord, upon this church, Lord, I pray. Thy perfect will, oh God, to be done in the Holy Ghost, in the name. Jesus, we pray. Oh, God, we need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we need you, Lord Jesus. We need you, Lord Jesus. We need you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's been good to be in the house of the Lord today. I hope that you will do this. Hallelujah. It's going to change your walk with God. It's going to change your walk with God as God starts leading you to hungry hearts and souls, the kingdom of God. And church, we need to be concerned about every soul that walks in these doors as much as if it's your own son and your own daughter. In this church I mean we need to shake their hand we need to welcome them we need to be right there making sure I don't care who they are I don't care if they look bummy it does not matter I don't care if they're pink yellow red black white it does not matter honey God is reaching for everybody in this church better love every individual that walks in those doors because God may test this church by sending us some people that some of you are going to say, whoa, I don't want to be near that. But he may be testing us to see how we're going to treat those that no one else wants and nobody else wants to even have near their church. God may be testing us with those. It's been good to be in the house of the Lord. I hope you will take this bottle, keep it, do not drink it. I want you to keep it and, and it be a symbol of the water that I want you to carry forth and let's reach a dry and thirsty land. Amen, amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Be praying for Bishop.